electricity, a big idea that's inspired countless new ones. From powering the light bulb to virtually powering our entire lives. 30 years ago, State Street launched the Spider S&P 500 ETF, SPY. A big idea that inspired the world to invest differently. And still does. What can you do with SPY? Before investing, consider the funds, investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Visit SSGA.com for a prospectus containing this and other information. Read it carefully before investing. SPY is subject to risks similar to those of stocks. All ETFs are subject to risk, including possible loss of principal. Alps Distributors, Inc. Distributor. Market insight and analysis. You're listening to the opening bell of CNBC's Squawk on the Street. Good Wednesday morning. Welcome to Squawk on the Street. I'm Carl Quintanilla with Jim Cramer, David Faber at the New York Stock Exchange. Uh, Futures do extend some gains here as Fed Chair Powell on the Hill today says substantial further progress is still a ways off. Lots of earnings from the banks, BlackRock, Delta, and Apple's poised for a record high. Our roadmap begins with Inflation Nation. Powell preparing to testify before Congress says inflation has increased notably. We'll tell you what you can expect to hear from the head of the Fed. Plus the big banks report earnings. We're going to give you the numbers and commentary from the CEOs of Bank of America, Citi, and Wells Fargo. And Delta shares moving higher after reporting its first quarterly operating profit since before the pandemic with some help from some federal aid. Uh, where do we start here, Jim? Uh, the banks, I know you've been looking at BAC and Citi today. Nice upside surprise and net interest income over at Citi. Yes, I think what matters here is that we're going from uh, companies that we've kind of said, you know what, those banks aren't that well, really aren't that great, to saying, wait a second. Wait a second. Wells Fargo and Citi are cheap versus the others because they haven't been doing that well. I mean, I'm looking at Wells Fargo and I'm saying, eh, nothing special, nothing special. But, you know, they beat on revs. They beat on expenses. They beat on net income, not special. And then I realized, wow, that, wow, David, that's what you want. It's a trifecta. Charlie Scharf, he's back. He's bigger than ever. <laughs> okay. Uh, now, He's the stock CEO. has had a very CEO. strong run from the, from the lows, but yeah. as you point out, but it, it went didn't. a lot lower than anything else. So yes. it had a long way to come back, still does. And it misses, you know, to me, it is still a pitiful, helpless giant. But the fact is, is that he, Charlie Scharf, is making it more efficient. And, by the way, honest. Adding that. Honest. Well, honest, that's, yeah. honesty is important. It's good. In banking, good particularly, policy. you want that. Um, Yesterday, we had good numbers, it would have appeared, certainly from Goldman Sachs, without a yeah. doubt. I mean, man, $33 billion in revenues, that yes. used to be a year. $12 billion in profit, that used to be a year. In fact, that would rank as their seventh best profitable year at Goldman for a year instead of being a half a year. And yet they were humble. And yet they the, were humble. And yet the stock didn't do anything. Well, because David, Morgan didn't David, do anything. the stock is up like 150 bucks from the last time I really focused on it. I don't get, you're looking at, David, myopically. You're a myopic person okay. because what mattered is not the 47 minutes of how it did yesterday. It did. It's a continuum. It's a it's a journey. It's a journey. Carl, it's a journey. <laughs> it's a journey. Did you see him yesterday with the food trucks and Wolf? Yes. I mean, all he did was say everything's fabulous. This is fabulous. This is fabulous. This is fabulous. That's great. This is fabulous. It was fabulous. Well, uh, he did talk about the Chinese perhaps delaying some IPOs yes. back here, which we're going to talk more about later on this morning. Well, look, I think that Goldman should be much higher. I mean, I saw some price charting increases to 400. Makes sense. Can we just accept the fact that J.P. Morgan was so great that nobody cared? Well, we do have a bunch of price target hikes today on JPM. Yeah, that's uh, true. Piper 184. Right, multiple uh, CS 177, right? J.P. Morgan was terrific. Uh, but can I just, let's just step back for a second. These banks should have been, in light of the fact that we were supposed to have a depression from, from COVID, 
these banks are showing you of a, a balance sheet of the American consumer that may be the best ever, best in our history. Yes. We have been dealing with a consumer in America who it was always chronically overspending, yep, well not, beyond means. Not saving. No, now we are. It's incredible. You go to the, you go to, you it, it, take a look incredible. at total it's deposits, incredible. average balances. Wells Fargo, for example, quarter ended June 30, 2020, it was 715 billion in deposits, 835 billion. Now that's a 17% increase, but just the number alone, 100. Well, but David, it's all from the Fed. It's all from the Fed, David. additional dollars in deposits just okay, Wells Fargo so in one year. We had nothing to spend on. Right, we had nothing. And by to spend the way, on. the numbers are the same for Bank of America. They're the same no, for they're, City. But it's so great. They're the same for JP Morgan. Deposit. Yeah, this is unusual. We're Americans. We only know to spend. What happened? Well, it took a disease. Well, and as a result, guys, at, at Wells, uh, consumer loans down ten. Amazing. Uh, commercial loans down twenty-two. Is, do we ever need to borrow money ever again? Well, I mean, I think that Brian Moynihan would tell you that we're about to have uh, an explosion in loans. Jamie Dimon thinks it's about to be explosion loans because people are so confident. Here's a stat for you from Bank of America. Do you know that travel loans are up 8% from 2019? That's a Phil LeBeau emergency number. Travel, up 8%. Travel eight, loans. From 2019. What, what, people, what is, I mean, travel, travel expenses. Oh. Travel expenses. People are eight per, up 8% from 2019. Up 8%. People have have money will travel. It's it's the it's the millennials. They feel so confident. They like so they've embraced Delta, yep. and not just the airline. No, which we'll get to. And credit quality obviously has improved, as you say. We've got a lot of reserve releases. Investors don't really react to that. No. It helps profitability a great deal. You can see what more. Oh, like Wolf to say. is talking about some British consumer spending. He thing. says oh has God. significantly surpassed pre-pandemic levels. Deposit growth, as we were just saying, is very strong. And even loan levels have begun. And yet his stock's down, David. What do you think of that? Yeah, his stock. Well, they didn't, they didn't hit the, some of the estimates, I guess. Oh, right? it missed on net interest. Okay, yeah. it missed on net interest margin. All I can tell you is, is that, if it, that net interest income did not go down much, even though the Fed slashed rates. Can you imagine what will happen to this thing when the Fed starts raising? This is the rocket ship. And I'm not talking about Virgin Galactic, which hasn't had a day up since the darn thing. This is real. This is real. I mean, Kathy Wood should think about this. If uh, it should be a Woodstock if they start. Really? So, so her comments yesterday doubling down on growth, saying that she would not be long oil here. You think she's what backing oh. herself into a yeah, corner? But, you know, she, the last few days. You now, of course, she does not run a mutual. She should own the banks because they're going to be rocket ships. Cool. I always that was good. It. That was she's good. on at four o'clock. I just want to make she's sure on at four o'clock. I did that to be provocative. They, they get the joke because she's big on space. He was saying the banks are going to be rocket ships, therefore Kathy Wood should buy them, but not really, because, of course, she won't. Ain't you ever heard of an emoji? Yeah. Oh, okay, so Kathy Wood has not gotten good uh, fund flows in the month, in the month of uh, most recently. The flows are bad. Now, she will say, listen, I have nothing to do with flows, and that's true. But it's a great uh, barometer of how people are thinking. And I believe that that willy-nilly growth period... Uh, seems to have peaked a little bit here, but I do believe, like her, she and I agree on inflation. Uh, now, she, of course, is, says it's, we're on deflation. That's a hard one to swallow. I'm not seeing deflation. You're not seeing deflation? No. No, not, uh, when, not when you can get a job. A lot of people seem to think, I mean, uh, uh, Larry Fink this morning uh, certainly seems to differ. Ah, man, from, very interesting, from Fed very Powell in, intriguing. And former yes. Treasury Secretary Mnuchin also uh, certainly seems yep. a bit concerned. Right. Uh, Fink's framework for inflation is that uh, whether or not it's transitory, we're entering a new period in which we're repatriating jobs, right. manufacturing, national security is going to sort of uh, cut off a bit the efficiency of global supply chains and the price benefit that consumers have gotten from it. Here's what Fink said. 
overall with the amount of fiscal stimulus and monetary stimulus, and more importantly, with the amount of cash that is looking to be put to work. And uh, I, I believe the trend line is still going to be upward, maybe not as fast. Maybe it's going to be very moderate for the next six months as we digest how the world uh, is able to handle the Delta variant and the speed in which vaccinations occur throughout the world. And then two, you know, what is going to be inflation out six months in a year? And speaking of which, uh, flash head just now, BlackRock to raise base salaries 8 percent for all active employees. Uh, I have a rap on uh, Jay Powell that I'm going to reveal right now. Jay Powell is a uh, he's not a communist. Thanks okay. for that, Jim. Well, no, it's good to know. Because I want to give you a little parameters here. I appreciate Jay that. Jay Powell is a little bit more like a Trotskyite, where the workers should own more of the means of production. Now, let's just back out, because that was obviously hyperbole. I think Jay Powell thinks that people have been underpaid in this country, that CEOs are overpaid, that we've all made too much money who are rich, and he actually wants people to participate in the great American dream of making a little more money than they used to. And in that sense, he's a bit of a revolutionary because what he's saying is, how long are we going to allow this disparity between the rich and the poor in this country? Which has only been exacerbated yet again over this last period. Yeah, and I think he's I I think when he hears that that eight percent, I think what he secretly says is, you know what? Hey, that's not bad. How about when McDonald's people are starting to get a bonus? Isn't that good? I mean, their lives haven't been great, for heaven's sake. Although inflation is not great either when you are earning at the lower end of the wage scale. Oh, and the inflation, he says, will tell you that the person who's really hurt is the person who works at Chipotle. No. No, because technology will take care of that kind of inflation. That's a a Benioff wrap. Okay. Mark's worried about, you know, some of these new Lambda. Lambda So you do think that software, technology, demographics, productivity. Right. You're a net net. You'd say you're a dove. Yes, over five I am. Years? I am. But I'm also someone who believes that the country's way off the rails when it comes to the rich versus the poor. And that when I hear that there are work, that, that it's hard to get a job, that's hard, that, that there's too many jobs for truck drivers. I say to myself, that's a lousy job. Why shouldn't they be paid the way that white collar people are paid, for heaven's sake? Why should white why should white collar people make so much more? Why should exec- this is what I'm saying with J-Pal. J-Pal goes home to dinner. And he says to his wife, you know what? A lot of people who have never had a raise in this country are getting raises. And that's good. True. And we have to just flip the paradigm for work, a second. Work their butts we off. don't want You're those right. people to make more money because we want more capital. We want stocks higher. No. He's saying, you know what? They got raises. Hallelujah. You know, a dishwasher, instead of making 15, is making 18. Guy gets out of prison, white collar crime. Guy gets 18. That's Good. Well, one thing. It's not socialist. It's good. Well, and if that's true, he better hope that inflation stays within the box. Right. And one thing we'll be listening for today is whether or not they're going to say, you know what, this may go on for a little longer than we thought. Well, I think I think that once we finish this transition of hybrid, non-hybrid, where people are realizing that they're going to get in trouble, you know, you know, the interns. How about the interns being called back by Bank of America? Right. I mean, the first time. Once you're called back. Then that whole transitory thing where we're buying a home here, rich people are buying a home here, buying a home there, even the second car thesis is going to start going down. So I think what Powell is doing is saying, you know what, the hybrid's going to play out. And the, and, and the, the cost of this is that 40 or 50 million people who had no hope of getting a raise are going to get a raise. And they don't have to go to Stanford 
uh, computer. You don't have to be it's computer a, it's scientist. It's a great point. It's a great and important point, I mean, and I, it, it underscores your call that this is going to go longer, lower, longer. Well, um, by the way, you saw some quotes. Yeah, there, there is an American dream. We're not American I, I servitude. It. No, it's an interesting. I, I, we have I a servitude. Now, that class. said, there are those who will argue that inflation is pernicious when it really gets going, and. It's pernicious for my dishwasher, who's finally making oh, 18 know. Anybody bucks. living on a fixed income, which is more and more people. How many baby boomers have retired? Larry Fink addressed that. He had some good things to say. But Larry Fink was really... Yeah, it was a great interview, as yeah, you said. It was um, we just saw some quote from uh, Moynihan on Back to Work. By the way, 85% of their buildings being open or, you know, okay. But they're not. Bank America's more in the city camp in terms of... After Labor Day, we'll see. Right. Oh, but know, he wants them not, back. They're not oh, but he wants them back. They he are, wants them back. Not yet, but they're both brokers. So talk to a Merrill broker. Ask them where they are, where they're ever going to be. They are not coming back. Well, I, I told you that the hybrid model of Goldman crushed yeah. it. They are not coming back. What is, I bet you they don't even have as good Maybe numbers when they're home. By the way, it's not clear to me a financial advisor needs to be in the office. I'm not quite sure, you know, but that, they're not. And that's, that's a lot of their workforce is... is I mean, they got well, a lot of them. I think there's still um, not a lot of bankers. Business the, travel, yeah, David, which you have hounded me on. Yes. Still not coming back. Business travel, no. I, in fact, I had uh, I was with a banker last night. Says I want to travel, and this is what I hear from all my clients. Nah, you know what? If you want to come, we'll have dinner. But I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm not in the office. Were you at Maria? I'm not in the office. Were you at Maria? So you go? I, I wasn't. I will be soon, but I wasn't last. This is night. what the Maria class I call. These are people who can go out to dinner. Versus the people who go to Bar San Miguel and they got an eight dollar beer, and that's about all they can I will afford. not be there because I will be. Yeah, so I apologize. For I'm that. just saying that Jay Powell. Look, I think it's okay that people make a little more. I'm sorry that I sound like a communist. No, I mean it's 30, just, 40 years of uh, the pendulum a, swinging to capital doing, instead of labor. Can't we just have those people make a little more money? I mean, I wash dishes. My father fired me from that job. He wanted me to be a busboy. I wash dishes. What are you paying people in your restaurant now? Uh, Eighteen to twenty. What am I paying hour. to eat there? <laughs> I kept the prices for food only up 20%. I, I made beer go up 20%. Was that only up 20 Yeah, okay. No, that's, again, Fink's point about equities, that the margins are going to be the key, right? Right. What, what you can absorb. Right. Okay. I mean, I'm just saying that you got to charge more if you're going to pay people what they deserve. People work incredibly hard. And, what, and these bosses work, they work two hours in their Lake Sunapee, and the company's falling apart, and they're making millions. And my guy comes to work at 3 p.m., he works until 11 p.m., and what, what the hell with him making a little extra money? What? I'm with you. Lake Sunapee. I don't know where that is. Well, it's in the middle of the state, New Hampshire. We're going to talk more about certainly business travel. Delta Z Bastion talked about what he thinks corporate travel is going to be come September. In the meantime, with Powell on deck around 12 o'clock, futures are green. Back in a minute. Every day, thousands of Comcast engineers and technologists put people at the heart of everything they create, like Olu Shei, a Comcast engineer who grew up bonding with his dad over sports. This inspired him and his team to create AI Highlights technology that uses AI and machine learning to detect the major plays in a sporting event. So millions of fans have a way of catching up on their favorite sports. Learn more at ComcastCorporation.com. Let's get straight to the point. You want to grow your portfolio to fight rising costs of inflation or pay off your debt or anything standing in the way of you and financial freedom, right? Yahoo Finance, our sponsor today, can help. 
For more than 25 years, Yahoo Finance has been helping great investors like you. Whether you're a seasoned investor or just looking for tips, Yahoo Finance makes it super easy by putting all the tools and data you need in one spot. Yahoo Finance takes a holistic look at the financial news cycle, including breaking news, original editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts, and more. You can securely link your brokerage accounts for a unified view of your wealth, including 401k and other investments. That's how Yahoo Finance gives you insights and helps you take a look at your wealth in its entirety. That big-picture perspective is what great investors need. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit the brand behind every great investor, yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. That's yahoofinance.com. We're into a full recovery of our business, led by the U.S. consumer. Uh, Demand is robust. In fact, U.S. consumer travel is at, if not even beyond, the levels that we saw in 2019. We're working on business. Business is coming back. International is a little choppy. But as you said, we were able to take what had been a series of fairly large losses. We've been losing for the last several quarters about $3 billion a quarter down to a loss of less than $900 million. And in the third quarter, we're expecting to be solidly profitable and stay profitable. Wow. That's Delta Z Bastion with our Phil LeBeau earlier on Squawk. The carrier posting a quarterly beat helped by stronger customer demand. It's the first quarterly profit since 2019, uh, thanks to federal aid, Jim. And it's coming on the heels of the Americans pre-announced. A couple know. nice data points on airlines. I think these are so, such great things. I mean, think about it. They were all supposed to go under. You remember there was a period where we all felt that if you got into a plane, it was the most dangerous place on earth for COVID. You now, mean like a hundred days ago? Yeah, yeah. hundred days yeah. ago, and they got saved. All these companies could have easily gone under. Every one of those could have gone under. Now they're buys. Actually, they've been buys for a little bit. United Airlines needs international to come back. Well, they they, 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 did, they did pile on a good amount of debt. A lot of them also added a decent amount of equity. Right. Uh, so their enterprise values they, are, living are, are typically a, far above where they were pre-pandemic, in part because but of that. The, the cruise ships are um, alive. You're right. I want to live to plan again. Jay Powell, I have to give um, the security, well, the guy who's in security business now. Uh, I, Mr. Mnuchin. Yeah, I've got to yeah. give him some credit. Yeah. But Jay Powell, again, Jay Powell deciding, hey, you know what? Maybe it's better that they don't go under. Let's put a floor underneath them the day that Carnival Cruise got that Carnival, I'm sorry, got the $8, went to $8, and people said, well, that's the end. No. We save so much money as a country bailing out these companies. By the way, Frank Del Rio, not allowed to really you know, talk that much about this lawsuit where he wants to make the, the, plane, the boat safer. And that's not the other, you know, that's contra. Right. Understood. Wait till Lambda hits us. Oh. It's going to hit us like a ton of bricks. You know, that's, the Lambda's the next one everyone's talking about. Uh, yes. Well, here's an Omega. I'm not sure. Uh, we, so we've moved Alpha, on from Delta, Delta to Lambda. I just know Lambda. Yeah. Well, they also say Delta Plus. I mean, all the all the jargon regarding the variants. I know. Um, but, you know, it is a serious business, and yet people just say, listen, I'll take, I don't worry about long COVID. I'll get hospitals. Actually, right. that was Goldman's point yesterday. Goldman did a piece uh, in the afternoon saying any resurgence in this, has, it's not likely to shift consumer behavior. I know. It hasn't so far. I think it's incredible. Yeah. People, hey, do you have Costin on it to 10? I Dave don't Kostin? know. I don't think so. He I know he's got a piece night. on tech today. He did a today. place on antitrust last night. I, he sent it to me at 1.30 a.m. I, I think that's when he finished. It's excellent. We should get him on. I think I think maybe tomorrow, uh, what I'm told. It, it's an excellent piece. You know, you know, we trash a lot of research. I'm, I'm saying that's great. Kramer's Mad Dash in a moment, along with the opening bell and 10 minutes. Don't go away. What's on the horizon for financial markets? 
At PGIM, it's a question that over 1,400 investment professionals relentlessly research in pursuit of your long-term goals. Specialized across asset classes, but united in collaboration, our teams provide global and local expertise. Our investments shape tomorrow, today. Pursue your tomorrow with PGIM, a leading global asset manager. All right, let's get to a mad dash here as we get ready for an opening bell. Uh, it's a hump day, by the way. It is hump day. Yeah, good to remember You're that. Right. You're absolutely right. David, Loki season two. Loki, yeah, okay. It's gonna be, Loki is going to be renewed. Now, why do I mention that? Yes. Because one of the more thought-provoking pieces that I've read in a long time hit my desk today, Michael Nathanson. Oh, I saw that piece this yes. morning as and well. I just, one of the reasons I like this is just because the guy knows how to do a title here. Disney, what happens when one world opens as another slows? Now... I happen to like this piece because there is a big, big analysis, big split here, which was uh, Chapek, Disney Plus doing well. But how about the openings? We're hearing more and more about the openings. But what I like about this, David, in particular, is we are starting to see other revenue streams doing well. And and Michael doesn't emphasize that enough. Right. The ESPN going up. The, the theme parks, full capacity. Well, ESPN going well, up. What do you mean by going I, up? I, ESPN I just, Plus, ESPN you mean they're direct to consumer? ESPN okay. pu- Plus, yeah. they put through a price increase yep. on Monday night, David. Yep. Do you think anyone said, oh, I don't want to take that now? No, that, that's Not true. Not in front of football But there season. are still the questions about ESPN. Not questions. I no, mean, we know what way ESPN is going. No, but what's left about ESPN Plus is what you need to play DraftKings. People, by the way, are worried about these uh, gambling stocks. They are? Yeah. Why? Too many. Plethora. Got it. Plethora. Okay. And, Back to uh, Disney. But this piece, frankly, I find makes you want to. Is trip. it a positive piece in your opinion? It's the most neutral piece I've read in ages. <laughs> That's what I thought. And I he's got a three price, a, a tripartite approach, and they all kind of yield $184. All right, but you, 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 you sold Disney in your. I know, I know, I know. You, you seem to be having some regrets a little bit lately, but I don't know. I think the story's I, changing. I think the story's changing. JPEG's starting to emphasize how much is going well outside of the house. That's what I wanted to hear. I didn't want this to be a pandemic play. It's a post-pandemic play. Disney Plus still doing okay. But David, you want to go out. You listen to what Brian went in and say about, about travel. Know, but Disney Where are they going? Plus, Where are they going? They benefited they from the enormous you growth. Think, growth. You think they're going to Cleveland? They're going to Disney World. And Disney, there's travel. I am saying I'm, I'm, you got to see how many people stay with Disney and don't leave, okay? I know, the, I know the shirts like guys that probably bother you the day left. But I am saying this is a neutral piece, and I'm kind of there, but I really want to be a little more itching to be more positive. And Michael did not give me enough to itch. He didn't? No. I mean, I, it was somebody, like, this was like, you know what this was like? It was like Calamine. Somebody got to you, Kramer. Calamine got to you. Someone got to you. Made that bold decision on Disney, and then somebody got to you. I don't know who. I'm going to get to that bottom of this, though. All right, we got an opening bell a few, uh, few minutes away. By the way, remember, you can catch us anytime, anywhere. You can find out who put the arm on Kramer. Let's walk on the streets. <laughs> opening bell podcast. Oh, my God. Keep your eye on Apple today. Uh, It's going to benefit from a couple of different things. J.P. Morgan adding to the focus list, 175 target, along with some of these uh, 
reports, Jim, that they are looking to increase iPhone production to 90 million units this year would be up 20 percent. By the way, if it gets to 149.81, that would be a two and a half trillion dollar market cap. All right. Now, let's go back to when the stock was at 116 to 118. There were three different research reports said that there was absolutely nothing exciting in the pipeline, that this was, was a flop, that no one really cared and that it wasn't needed. And this is going to be one of the first really non-cycles. And that was just one, David, I'm talking about 100% wrong. Yeah. 100% wrong. Now, that, that's not, uh, not helpful. No, it's not helpful analysis, I suppose. Uh, I, yeah. I mean, the stock, what do you make of this recent move, right? It was flat only a few weeks ago. People must have known that the, uh, that the orders were coming through. By the way, okay, let's just understand that you want to buy Liam Griffin's company, you want to buy Skyworks, and you want to go back to Hawk 10. You can buy Broadcom now that he's not buying SAS. the SAS Institute, which sounds like a little <laughs> charity, I'm the guys, They but, thought better of it. They decided yeah. against it. You can do Corvo, too. I'm going to serve a lot of Corvo tonight, so I, mm. I've been trying to gravitate. I was doing Hornitos. Jose Corvo? Is that a new brand? Yes. I was doing Hornitos rather than Corvo. Really? Yeah, because I, I want to get out of the base station and more into... $10 worth of Apple. That's what I think Skyworks is going to get. $10, oh, we'll I think. Watch, we'll watch for record highs here in a minute on Apple. By the way, opening bell at the big board, the Ivy Brain Tumor Center at the NASDAQ, the U.S. Veterans Hall of Fame. But uh, to David's point, I mean, Apple, along with the other big fang names, are a big reason why the market's done what it's done since May. I think yesterday I you tweeted something about, in the end, it's you buy fang. fang. In the end, it's always Fang. And by the way, well, Costin's piece. Fang and Microsoft. Uh, don't forget yes. Fang. Yes. I, I said Fang plus M. You did. Which you is impossible to M. pronounce. Yes. Fang. Right. Fang. I, I gave right. up. I just do Fang plus M. I mean, Microsoft's M. move is also big. Did you know I created Fang? Okay, so um, what I found was interesting was even in Costa's piece, he talks about the concentration in business in America. And then he reaches the conclusion, this is Dave Costin from Goldman Sachs, he reaches the conclusion that they're not even going to do badly in this new antitrust world. They don't need to do any deals. And I, w- I felt even more sanguine. Maybe they don't need to do deals because they're not going to be able to do deals. I mean, it comes up all the time. Well, neither can J.P. Morgan. And any questions? And we have some uh, Facebook making a move today against Lena Khan as well. Joining Amazon, petitioning for Lena Khan to recuse the chair chair of the FTC. Talk about who uh, has written extensively or did certainly about Amazon. But this is a new thing, I guess. Get her to try and get. By the way, the FTC case was already thrown out, but they may bring a new one, which is why Facebook would now. I still still come back to that decision to the judiciary. There is a judiciary. It's just an agency. I mean, it'll take years. They will make it so you might not want to call Scott Barche and do a deal. He's Paul Weiss. Executive, yes, call, call the executive. only M and A attorney you know by name, and so you name him a lot. Yeah, I do because yeah. he's also entertaining and he terrific is. and nice, wonderful. All right, so Compass Minerals, David, you're probably not familiar with it, but no, they discovered they discovered a fine, a lithium fine. It could be 2.4 million. Carl, when we think of EV, which everybody's thinking of, and you know who's thinking of EV is Kathy Wood, because that's a complete Woodstock. I mean, that's like Country Joe and the Fish. Uh, Compass Mineral. Let me up huge because lithium is needed in EV. By the way, is, copper's it, is it up huge? I know we're looking at a picture of Lena Khan. We moved CMP. on. We moved CMP. on. CMP. Okay. Lena Khan's really yet to do anything. No, I mean, but everybody's very scared of her. So uh, they are scared of her. Is it's up. really interesting. It's kind of yeah. like a TR. 
Ooh, I like that. You like that tune's taking me back. Yeah. yeah. By the time we get to Woodstock, Nina Khan's going to crush it. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I'm at a little Tim, slime the family yeah. stone instead of to that. To your point, oh. Skyworks and Corvo are the number two and three on the S&P. What can I say? Right? Say it here, it comes out there. Clairvoyant. Liam Griffin's such a great guy. But, you know, he is a Sox fan. He's a, he's a Patriot fan, so now he's a loser. So long they were winners. Got to be from Tampa Bay. Get me a company from Tampa Bay, will you? Okay. I'll try and find one. Energy company? Sure. Whatever you need. Vertiv? You know, we got a million things to get to, and you're talking about football. You're talking about Vertiv. <laughs> yeah. I think Vertiv is the best SPAC, and it was the first SPAC. When you look at City, wow. It means they've spoken. The, the market has spoken, and City is the winner. Well, it's because been, it's not as bad as it used to be. Yeah, but it's also been the underperformer you, you see, for, without a doubt. Did you see, I mean, that was the headline, deep, I think, when they're released. We're not as bad as we used to be. I think I, that was the headline. As I pointed out, I mean, a market cap below that of Morgan Stanley and not that far off from Goldman Sachs. This is City. I mean, a giant Remember global behemoth. Behemoth. I always love to work that word in. But, you know, but David, I'm looking at Boeing for a second. Morgan Stanley says that the problems with the 787, they call it a minor headache. Mm-hmm. David, I call it migraine, and I think you should buy Biohaven because I still think Pfizer's going to buy them. Okay. Migraine. Uh, you, Not a minor you, headache, you, it's you, migraine. You take the problems at I Boeing took, more seriously than this analyst Well, it's does. like I took a Nurtec this morning at 3.30 because my head hurts so much because of the weather, but I think, I think it's much more serious. they got to be much more hands-on at Boeing. That was what was responsible for most of the decline in the Dow yesterday. I'll keep ripping through them, David. L no, you brands, know what? I'm going like to stop you because I do want to focus on. Wait, you have something momentous? I want you have a fo- momentous I have, something? Yes, I mean, and you've you've taken a look at it, but let's let's do this, guys, because it is a mo- kind of momentous moment here. You've gotten on Gary Gensler, the SEC chair. You've said he hasn't you know done what? enough. He responds immediately. Hasn't moved enough. You see, this is direct response to my 17 different attacks uh, on our him. Our viewers may remember uh, Stable Road acquisition it was only last week. They yeah. cut the price that they were paying for this momentous, basically in half, a satellite company. But the SEC has charged them uh, and, uh, and come after them in a big way this, uh, this Did morning. They ever. I mean, you've got the complaint here. Where it's is brilliant. It? I hear it, it is. Back? The complaint's just nothing but brilliance. Yeah. Um, the... I've got the press release already. Oh, okay. You well, okay, you want the complaint? I got the complaint. No, no, no. Yes. I read the complaint. I know. Well, Mikel. Okay, here's the complaint. We're just holding it up for you so you can see it. Minister okay. proceedings. Uh, but let me, give you the, let me give you the specifics on it as you take it. By the way, it's still trading above 10. Well, that's crazy. Um, here's the quote from Gensler. Uh, the, the, the case, uh, well, let me get to the, the charges, okay? They allege the company misled investors. All right, now let's read the quote first. The case illustrates the risk inherent to SPAC transactions as those who stand to earn significant profits from a SPAC merger may conduct inadequate due diligence and mislead investors. And that's key to the case here, Jim. They allege the companies misled investors about their technology, about national security risks, uh, in terms of the former CEO. Um, well, hold and- on, Dave. Come on, give the, an early state. Give the best line. Go ahead. Inve- investors have been told that it successfully tested its proposed technology in space, when in fact the company's only in-space test had failed. Yes. Failed to achieve they, its they, prime, they, prime everything building. Was, everything David, they call, it, they call it what? What is it called? What road? Stable road. Screen door slams. Yeah, screen door slams. Mary Trust waves. Um, like a vision. Oh, man, what a song. Anyhow, uh, they also are saying, hey, if you were a pipe investor here, um, they're going to let you out. And, yeah. you know, they're going to pay $8 million in penalties. But the key here is if you're a pipe investor, you can say goodbye. By the way, he's forfeiting his 250000 founder shares. Uh, but they came, right. they came hard here, uh, guys, and, well, what, and in part because, you know, that is the question, right? The sponsors um, are, you know, is the sponsors' economics aligned with general investors? Not so much. 
Right. Not so much, because as I pointed right. out many times, many of them, given the compensation structure, can make money on the SPAC, even if the stock were to fall to five, four, even as low as three in some cases, whereas, of course, uh, for the right. investor out there, you want it to go up from 10, typically. Strangely, this one, I say strangely because there's so many questions early, about the business, David. even though they it's cut early. the price in half. It's still 61 cents above, whereas you're seeing many higher quality ones not I, above. I think I had a stable road last night. Or is it a Narragansett? I don't know. Stable road. That's a um, great name right. for bureau. They but ought to switch. You've been David. on Gensler. The SEC makes, their, makes yep. a move on SPACs. Dave, it's important, I think, I have to, it's tell important you, to note. I think they move with incredible speed, with efficiency, and creativity. I do. Okay. Oh, actually, no, that's a quote from the acting director. Second oh, director coming. Really Imagine if director comes out and says, I think my movie is great, it's efficient, it's fast. <laughs> Wouldn't you just say too. he's talking his book? Well, they're holding individuals accountable for their statements to investors who are to particular concern when they're aimed at improperly capitalizing on public interest and popular investment vehicles such as oh. SPACs. Finally. You want to go as sponsors, so you know, do due diligence. But the fact is there's so many... SPACs chasing so few companies to some extent that the companies can have their choice and say, well, uh, uh, actually, uh, I want a higher price than that guy who's not doing any due diligence. Right. But we'll hear from Kathy Wood tonight. She's backing away from Chinese SPACs, but she's been a she's been a real space aficionado. Yes. I know. L Brands. Everything's moving. It's like L Brands. That's Matthew Boss, J.P. Morgan. Yep, uh, they, you know. they do raise the guide. Uh, lots, I, of, lots of target increases on LB. Yeah. Uh, Deutsch is at 99. Uh, Jeffries goes to 75. It's Bath and Body Works. When you have a pandemic that's involving a bit cleanliness, you want Bath and Body Works. Uh, I have to tell you that Qualcomm is viable off of this uh, Apple position. I'm not worried about the TIFF. I think it's solved. Newell Brands, David, you remember when that thing was just headed down, down, down? Yes, I do. Well, that's over. Yes, and I do. Well, they got they changed CEOs. Marty Fra- Martin Franklin. Martin yes. Franklin's no longer involved. Right, right. right. My they bought his company, involved. and you, yeah, you talked and about meanwhile, that. Can but... I go back to Charlie Scharf? Charlie you're Scharf. Jump, you're jumping all over the place. Well, here. I'm trying to cover every single company in the S&P 500, David. Okay, now we're looking at semiconductors. Just try to keep no, up I, a I little bit. I passed that. I went back to banking. Now let's go back to Wells Fargo. Go ahead. I just think that Wells Fargo has gone from being the most hated to being the most amorous. Really? Yeah. Why? Because everyone knows in the end Charlie Scharf gets this man. Any of you guys met Charlie? First time I saw him, he basically called me an idiot. I, Second I, time I saw him, he called me an idiot. By the Charlie time I saw him, third time, it was he said a party. It would be awkward. My wife was here. He couldn't call me an idiot. It's funny. When I met Charlie, he couldn't have been nicer. said I'm one of the smartest guys he knows. Really? I just, <laughs> I mean, maybe he just speaks the truth. Really? Yeah. No, actually, that's not true. It's a complete fabrication. I mean, for a second there, David. We did have a good time. We went to. Oh, no, I I love him. He's got a huge dog. He's got one of the big. I I am pro dog. He is the biggest dog I've ever seen. Charlie and Amy, nice people. But Charlie did instantly explain to me how I didn't know anything. It's kind of the first thing he said right, to me. But he, by the way, he's been in that job for a while. There were a lot of challenges at Wells Fargo. Are right. you saying that he's through many of those and that there's clearer think, sailing yes. ahead for I'm this saying company? that once he cleared up that board, he was able to make the changes that makes it so it's one of the largest positions in my travel trust. Because even though Charlie may not be, uh, may say, hey, you know, Kramer, forget him. I'm not forgetting Charlie Scharf. I think he's real. And I think the numbers are great. Got it. And I think when Charlie comes on. CFO, 
They get some at 4 o'clock. Remember, they get the CFO closing bell? Yep. CEO going to be right here. Right, right here. Right here. Sitting okay. right there. All right. And he's going to be wearing the jeans. He's got the white hair. Looks so darn cool. Totally. Yeah, he's just, you know, he's going to come. Believe me, that guy's coming in Brioni. Actually, no, he wears, I can't, he wears Levi's. We got to start lining up some good interviews. Let's, let's Can do we it. do that? Yeah, let's do Is it. Is Todd Bonin, our executive producer, on? It's time that we start putting people there besides Gail Fon and uh, who was he? Spencer Raskoff. <laughs> <laughs> Whom we also love having, by the way. Uh, Spencer's got a lot of gigs. He's got, like he's got a lot going on. Yeah. Jim, we do have a few uh, downgrades uh, today. Peloton, out of Web Bush. Uh. Uh, yes. ConAgra out of B of A. Uh, and then go to ConAgra neutral. numbers were tough. Pepsi, uh, Credit Suisse oh, that goes was to neutral. Pe- that, was, that, that piece was like, it, it, I'm not kidding. It said, we thought the quarter was good, but the stock went down, so we're downgraded. We're putting it a hold. But that's real dirt. That's journalism. Peloton down six because the guy says people are starting to go outside. Yeah, Wedbush's general point is uh, consumers have a lot more options now, right. both inside and outside of the home. And they're going to wait to see how this uh, shakes out in this new era of growth. I don't know. I, I think that when the CEO comes on, Paul comes on, he makes a pretty good case that people's like, you know, that that's a change, that people like to work out at home. Uh, but as I was in uh, uh, the Hudson Yards, they make it look like spinning the most fun thing in the world in the middle of Hudson Yards mm-hmm. when you go to Milos. There's a nice equinox there, too. Well, that's the, Which at some the point may still equinox. go public proofs back, though it won't be Chamath's. Aren't they? Are they going to go with uh, Thunder Road? I don't know. <laughs> I got it still in my head. Screen door slams in her face. Like a vision, she dances. Yes, what else yes. could they be? The what, what else could they be besides that? Roy Orbison right? singing. Darlington County. How about Darlington County? Darlington's hey, back. me and I want you only. <laughs> right? Send me home again. I just can't face me. All right. So, uh, we do have Dow 35K once again and an S&P record high. Let's get to Bob Pisani. Hey, Bob. Hot PPI, Carl. Uh, it, yields go down. Stock market goes up right now. I'm still not afraid of the inflation, despite all the talk about it. Take a look at the sectors here. Banks doing okay today. That's nice to see. We've had titanic numbers, but not a lot of price movements recently in the banks. Tech's new high there. Energy okay. Industrial's also up fractionally. Nice little mix uh, in terms of the markets. Uh, I don't normally put up the earnings beats, but remember, the market is expecting tight Titanic earnings expectations right now. And on average, companies have been beating about 20% the last two or three quarters, and they've got to keep that up. And so far they are. I mean, look at this is the percentage they're beating. We've had analysts not even come close to some of these estimates today for Bank of America, PNC, and Citigroup. The most bullish analysts were not as high as the actual numbers came in. This is really quite amazing if you look at these numbers. Uh, and there's a variety of reasons for it, but the important thing is the market believes it. Uh, if you took at the board here and what we're doing here, most of these stocks are holding up fairly well today. Uh, Citigroup, uh, remember, uh, if you look at a, the chart of Citigroup, uh, Citigroup, remember, was $80 a few weeks ago. So these stocks are well off of their highs. In fact, they hit their highs really in the earlier part of the year, uh, in February and March, but at least they're holding up okay. If you look at the bank, uh, K, uh, KBE, the bank ETF, here, these stocks all had 50% run-ups, 50% in the last quarter of last year and the first quarter of this year on expectations of higher interest rates. There it is. And they topped when the 10-year topped in February and March. And they haven't been able to get above that really since then. So there's your, your primary mover for the for the overall market. Uh, in terms of BlackRock, Larry Fink, terrific this morning, as he always is. And can I just point out, I know we obsess about Robinhood all of the time here. Who really has the money? 
BlackRock manages $9 trillion in assets. Vanguard manages $7 trillion in assets. Charles Schwab manages $3.8 trillion. Robinhood manages $80 billion. 1% of what BlackRock and Vanguard manage. Now, Robinhood has a lot of wonderful investors that have a lot of small amounts of money. BlackRock and Vanguard and Schwab have a lot of investors that have much larger accounts that are there. I'm just pointing out where the actual money is and perhaps where we sort of focus some of our observations uh, overall here. Meantime, the IPOs keep coming. Kenny Dichter's behind me, just rang the bell for his company, went public a little while ago. But we've got 15 IPOs trying to raise almost $4 billion. People said it's got to slow down from the first quarter. It's not. Here's what I don't like. Year to date, the average IPO is up 18 percent. But aftermarket, aftermarket means what happens on the day after the first trading. It's down. The average IPO is actually trading down after its first day, about 9 percent. That's very disappointing. Why? Because it means the average guy who gets in on the first day is not making any money. Only if you get in before and start trading on the first day do you make money. And only 53 percent are actually above their IPO price right now. Is that good or bad? Eh, it should be above 60 percent. So a little bit of disappointment. here. Yes, lots of IPOs. Yes, first day pricing. Fabulous. After that, not so great. You want to keep an eye on that. We've got some big ones this week, though. Uh, we've got, for, uh, by the way, take a look at Krispy Kreme. I just want to point out Krispy Kreme is a good example. $17 prices cl- closes at 21 on the first day. Okay, it's 17 again. You see, it's still not a lot. It's better. It's made some money. It's not losing money. But you see what happens. All the money is made on the first day uh, there. Meantime, this week, a lot of them, I mentioned 15 of them. I'll just point out one of them, F45 training, uh, big global tech franchise, 20.3 million, 15 to 17. Should price tonight. And maybe we'll see Mark Wahlberg. Who knows? Tomorrow, Carl, that would be a lot of fun. Bring some celebrities back on the floor. Remember when that happened all the time, every day, (laughs) movie stars were coming down here, you know, the Marvel Universe people. I miss that. Bring them back. Uh, I'd like that very much, uh, Bob. Yeah, we'll see if uh, if Wahlberg will maybe come to the mic. Maybe maybe Kramer can chase him down. Oh, my God, yes. <laughs> Done. Uh, Bob, thanks. Okay. Uh, Bob Bassani. As we go to break, take a look at Treasuries and how they're faring this morning. We did get uh, PPI coming in uh, pretty hot, 7-3 year-on-year. And, of course, Fed Chair Powell's testimony on Capitol Hill. Uh, House Financial Services begins right around noon, 10-year, 1376. And the Dow, uh, above 35K. Back in a moment. We haven't seen any impact at all from the variants. Uh, you know, when we, we monitor our bookings, we have pretty good visibility 60 to 90 days out as the news of the, of the variants spreading. We haven't seen any slowdown at all, any downtick in bookings. People are ready to go. Uh, the vaccines work. Uh, we have 72% of our Delta people vaccinated and they're continuing to grow. That's Delta Zed Bastion talking about the Delta variant earlier on Squawk. Sounds like its bigger frustration is about European U.S. travel and leaning on the White House to say, look, Americans can go to the EU. Why can't they come here? I totally agree. And that's one of the reasons why I still think American Express, which has got a great chart, by the way, is a coiled spring. They report on the 23rd. They are doing incredibly well just with domestic, including small, medium sized business. Can you imagine when you get international? That's the stock to own. So you buy it now, betting that there will. Oh, man, that's Steve Squeery. He's just a fantastic executive. Uh, but I do believe that that is the stock to buy if you believe that Europe is going to come back. And I do, since I'm going to Europe, and I know others who have gone to Europe, and I don't believe that. I think, look, there are a lot of countries there that, have, that are not great vaccinators, uh, not unlike, say, Missouri. Right. Yeah, show me. 
That's the theme of Italy, by the way, Justin Mazzoli. Show me. I'll show you the Leaning Tower piece. I'll show you the Coliseum. I'll show you my place. Let's go to your place. Let's go to my hey, place. me and Mary. Can you imagine doing the show from Jim's place? Oh, that's going <laughs> to happen. Let's see Cleopatra's needle. That's going to happen. Place. We have a good olive, got a really good olive oil harvest this year. Yeah. Our wine, little, little tingle pink. Maybe. Still waiting on that olive oil. I don't know about you. I think you, you and I will be manning the olive oil press. Yeah. And pushing got a that night, thing. got a train feel to our wine. Yeah. Nice. It's early. Nice. Hanging on to gains in the meantime. Uh, Dow's up 100 points and the S&P uh, not too far from 4,400 once again. Stop trading with Jim's coming up next. It's time for Jim and Stop Trading. Carl, sometimes I struggle. For instance, there's a great piece by Raymond James today called Beauty and Beast Mode about Ulta stocks moving. But the one I want to single out is Lululemon. Uh, Goldman Sachs makes it its top idea. Now, Lulu was one of those ideas kind of like Peloton where you felt, well, that's what people wear. Uh, By the way, American Eagle Outfit are similar, David. That's what people wear. And then now we're going to start going out. We're not going to watch Lulu. No. Lulu has become part of the fabric, part of the firmament. Congratulations to them. Stock breaks out. Buy it. Even here. Wow, it's a, yeah, but I'd buy it. That's good. Uh, David, have you seen the men's lately? You know, I, I got a couple of pairs of those. Uh, it was a Father's shot? Day gift. Did yeah. you shot? No, no, no. Oh, it was good, a gift. Okay. But, yeah, I think there's stuff. They're nice. Look, I wear it. Uh, not that museum. When do you wear it? All uh, you wear is a suit. Who a, are you kidding? I have a 4 a.m. workout, and I wear it. Okay. You don't All wear right? a suit when you work out in a tie? <laughs> it wouldn't surprise anybody. You know what? I... I think the problem is they're Brionis. If I could get a couple Zanias, I would do it to them. A little, a little more give? Yeah. How about the Armanis that the Italians wear? <laughs> oh, the baggy. Oh, my God. I can get that Armani. Double pleat. That soccer outfit. They wear double pleat. Yes. I can't do that. No. I can't get away with a single press. That's, very, that's very gecko. Well, you know. Jim, how about, how about Mad Money tonight? What's up? <laughs> uh, Rusty Brazil is my oil expert. He's called every single move right. We've got to find out whether natural gas is peak because it's really part of the inflation firmament that our friend Jay Powell, who remember, wants to have people do better in our country. He's tired of just rich people doing well. I, I think that's admirable. I do too. What are you doing with collar? It's pulling out my collar. Yeah. Well, we're a couple hours out from Powell. We'll see what he says, Jim. We'll see you tonight. Mad Money, 6 p.m. Eastern Time. You've been listening to the opening hour of CNBC's Squawk on the Street. Earning your degree online doesn't mean you have to go about it alone. At Capella University, we're here to support you when you're ready. From enrollment counselors who get to know you and your goals, to academic coaches who can help you form a plan to stay on track. We care about your success and are dedicated to helping you pursue your goals. Going back to school is a big step, but having support at every step of your academic journey can make a big difference. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu.